0: Welcome to the Rubens Abril podcast, your health dose of inspiration, knowledge, and entertainment. And I'm your host, Rubens Abril. What up, what up, what up? Welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of this podcast. On this one, I interviewed the co-founder of Pass It On Clothing & Co., which is a Sydney-based no-for-profit, which puts your clothes donations directly into the hands of those who need the most. Founded in September 2016 by Chris Vag and Olga Puga, Pastion on Clothing & Co., in partnership with Orange Sky Laundry Sydney, has been instrumental in providing quality men's and women's clothes donations to Sydney's homeless community, working to make charitable clothes giving more direct, efficient and effective. The idea for Pastion on Clothing & Co. came from a house move for Chris and Olga and resulting in a wardrobe change. Many of the pieces to be thrown away were expensive and near new and needed to be given a new appreciative owner. Chris began research traditional charities and realized that the best clothes are often kept and sold in charity stores and shopfronts, leaving only the leftover items not deemed good enough for sale to be passed on to those who actually need them. This sparked the idea of taking clothing directly to Sydney's homeless and disadvantaged community and work, working with Orange Sky Laundry to set up a free clothes service to enhance their existing clothes washing and drying initiative. Passing on Clothing & Co. takes clothing donations directly, setting up a wardrobe station on Tuesday evening as a mudding place alongside Orange Sky Laundry, allowing people to visit and select new clothing directly. Olga, Chris' partner, as a professional stylist, offers compassionate support when helping people select their wardrobe pieces. Passion Clothing is a not for profit and offers this service free of charge. In the first nine months of operation, Passion Clothing has provided over 3,000 pieces of clothing to over a thousand people living rough in Sydney. The benefits are truly positive, not only physically but also impacting the self-esteem and self-worth of the people being helped. The the future aim for Passing and Clothing is to sustain the initiative by providing increased numbers of clothing to Sydney's homeless community. In its first year of operation, Passing on Clothing have impacted the lives of over 3,000 people by providing over 5,000 garments to those who need it the most. This is a super casual conversation over a beer, and I couldn't be happier with this. So please welcome Chris Varg. We have Chris Varg here with me. We are at his um, house having a beer, enjoy ourselves for the first time having a beer on In the enough. podcast. Cheers, thank, Cheers, thank you. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Um, thank you for coming. Well, thank you. Thanks for, for having me and sharing your work. It's a privilege. Uh, Chris, maybe a bit of background for our listeners. Um,
1: what are you currently doing and with the organization you're doing now? Okay, um... Pass it on, clothing and co. I suppose we go back to the backstory. We're sitting in actually the room that um, created basically the the whole concept. Uh, My partner Olga, uh, you know, as you do as you develop. um, After I don't know eight or nine months, she moved in with me. And uh, as a stylist and as a Spanish stylist, um, it didn't take her long, much to my. Um, Much to my shock to to for her to say, nah, you're not wearing any of these clothes again. <laughs> and I got home one day and my wardrobe was just, it looked like I'd been ransacked. And I was just like, mate, <laughs> w- mate what's happened here? And I said to her, and I said, mate, what's happened? And she goes, you're not wearing them anymore. I do oh, know. Okay. She goes, I'll buy you a new wardrobe, but you're not wearing yeah. any of that. Yeah. I said, okay, so... Where we are sitting right now in the loft, I, you know, I think it was 300 pieces that I counted. I was like, oh, shit, um, that's the end of that then. And I pushed them up here and then I did a wardrobe cull, as you do, the initial yeah. one, 100 pieces, and used the same old model that you do. You go to the church or where the clothing bin is and I put them in there, um, you know, and then off you go. And then I left, there was 200 pieces, sorry, up here left um, that, you know, men's clothes are expensive and there would have been 15 to 20k worth of clothes up here That'd wow a, you yeah. know, that men just generally wear a couple of pieces yet yeah, we'll buy lots of pieces and we just keep pushing stuff back to the wardrobe so you know over time um you know if you've got the closet space you don't really have a wardrobe cull yeah um so i had all these pieces and i was like you know if the if the relationship falls over if things change as a practical bloke i went well you know what i'm not going to start again am i so yeah i left them up here um and then, obviously, after a year, I sort of realised, okay, well, this is probably going to last, and um as I was just discussing before, uh, her sister's here with her, uh, obviously not living here, but they're here together. Um, so she spends a lot of time here. And when the two Spanish women get together, I need some time out. So, <laughs> the only uh, speak
0: Spanish everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, the,
1: the temperature rises and the yeah. rises, So rises. Um, and obviously all the clothes were up in here, which is like a little man cave where I can go yeah. to the top of the house and just escape. Still
0: only 300
1: or was it a bit more? Oh, no, no, 200 now. But, 200 now. Yeah, up. but I was just like – but, you know, if there are clothes around, you can't get that feeling of relaxation. Definitely. So, yeah. um, so I uh, – you know, the light bulb, I saw actually – Another organisation called Orange Sky, who yeah. are you know two fantastic guys from Brisbane, um, two young guys who uh, decided they wanted to clo- sorry they wanted to wash and dry for the homeless. Yeah, and everyone told them no, and they just went out and did it. You know, hats off to them. Um, yeah, and I saw some vision of them, and I, the light bulb went off, and I just I said to myself, well, that's when you need to get your clothes. When you're washing and drying them, is when if on the street, I, you know, I figured that the longevity of a piece of clothing would be far shorter than we have because, you know, you're in it the whole time or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, They can get wet, ripped, whatever. So I thought, okay, we're going to you know, approach them through Facebook, social media, which allows you to do that. Yeah. Um, and I approached them, and we went back and forth for six weeks, and sort of in the end, you know, and I know now, I, I know now when that ping came in, that notification, it, it must have, you know, they just had the weirdo, weirdo express number going off in their head because you know you get all sorts of messages when you do this sort of thing because you know you you reach out to so many different people and so many different things and yeah and they have different ways of interpreting what you do so obviously i think this would have been very left field for them to go well what's this guy want to do um and you know in fairness we, we pushed and i pushed because i was really confident that it would work yeah um so you know i really pushed so, so we got a trial um and that's how it started and like but you know, we, yeah. back
0: back on the, um, I, I guess, you did your own research and you're trying to find a place to donate clothes and you couldn't find it, right? And no, no. How, how was this whole process of
1: you? No, 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 no. I I, there's obviously a process already that's still well-established, which is those big um, <laughs> commercial clothing bins that are at the churches and whatever, the big metal bins, and you put your clothes in there and whatever else. Um, but do they donate or do they sell with them? Uh, everyone's got their own model. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, anecdotally, you'll find that um, a lot of a lot of um, different organisations with different uh, different models do commercialise them from them. Yeah. So, um, it, and I found that out later. Okay. So it really was. It really for me was a piece of, a, a, way, a practical way to go direct because I, I felt that um, I wanted to see who my clothes went to. Yeah. And of then that impact of. Okay, you know what? You just don't
0: want to donate. You want to get in touch with you, but they're being impacted well, by you. Yeah, and also
1: just for, for your own feeling as a donor, uh, and it, it's one of the things we really think is important, and especially with our social media and whatever else, is that people, even if it's not their piece, they see and you know, and with the stories we put out and whatever else, they see where a piece of clothing has gone from. So that, you know, you might not know who the donor is and whatever else, but you're seeing the impact it has on the other side. Yeah, and I think that's important for a donor in mm-hmm. uh, transparent way to know. That okay, these guys are just um,
0: they actually pushing the clothes, and, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and then they're doing their work, they're sorting, um, distributing, and then they're actually going out and right at an outreach service, right at the coalface. I'm cold, I need a jumper. They're there to give it to them. You know, they're not. It's a really, really simple and easy yeah. process, but no one else was doing it. Yeah, um, you know, so and, and that was the vacuum, sort of the hole we found ourselves getting drawn up into. Yeah. Um, And you know, the first night, mate, I tell you, we were under the bridge at Woolamaloo near the Matthew Talbot Hostel, really dark, right, set up on a little table, um, and, Uh, like I, that was the first thought I had. Oh, what have I done here? Like, because like it's pretty heavy down there. A lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs. Um, really dark too. Yeah. And and, and like a lot of, a lot of men. And it's, and it was just, you set up and you're just looking around and there's just people of all different types. So it was, it was was good in the fact that, okay, well, here we go. This is what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah. But I remember Ollie just sitting in the car looking at me and I was just like, this could, this could end up well. Yeah. This could end in tears. But mate, we got through and then, And it was back in 2016, is that when we uh, launched? Yeah, yeah, 2016. 2016, uh, September 27, I think it was, that first service. So we're approaching sort of two years now. um, And that was like 11 pieces, and we thought, oh, oh,
0: we're dominating. And Chris, what what does does, um, desire to help people come from? Because um, if maybe you can share with our listeners, what do you do for work, actually your work? And now I know with this... This project has become so big now, and you're pretty much doing full time. It's part of like another part of your life now. Where does this um really this feeling of helping other people come from?
1: Uh, I think I think essentially, you know, not just myself. I think all all people want to help other people. They just need a vehicle for it. Um, and so, i suppose, supposed to be honest. I've never thought of that question. Um, and so in in a sense, it probably um comes naturally. I mean, there's I, in a practical sense, I just saw, I just saw, it, I just saw it, a want on my part to pass on these clothing, on this clothing. I had no expectation about where that was going to go. I, it may well have ended after those 200 pieces went, right? And that was my bit done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but from there, we sort of envisaged, oh, I can't be any different to anyone else as far as with the clothing. And so from then, I think, you know, back to your question, I don't think it was so much. Me with a real desire to help people. It was a practical thing at the start thinking I, because I'd never been in this space before. So I yeah. really didn't know. You had to master the whole thing. Well, I didn't really know what emotional effect or what outcome it would have or what, what it would stir up inside me. If you mm-hmm. understand, because if you're not in that space, yeah. you don't, you don't, you haven't experienced it. You haven't experienced yeah. it. So uh, again, it's, it's something that you drop in there with no expectation. And, and and nothing, and then all of a sudden you go, oh shit! You know, someone said thank you to me. Yeah, so the gratitude. Someone said this, and then all of a sudden within yourself, um, also, I suppose, perspective-wise, when you drive home after a service, you know, if you've had a bad day or if some things got shitty or if some things you know um, you think are important that are weighing down on you, they can be washed away very quickly by having a little perspective or a conversation with someone else who you see is in real need or is in uh, um, some real stress or some yeah. stress and that puts everything you do in perspective and also makes you really appreciate the things you've got around you in your life
0: yeah but when they've been taken Gratitude. away yeah. because it,
1: and I suppose that's it I mean you land in a space that's so out of your comfort zone that you just open your eyes straight away to the fact that the world is a really big place and everyone has different circumstances and and you're pretty fortunate to have a roof, to be able to go to have a shower when you want, to be able to have food when you want, to be able to do this. And, you know, very early on, I suppose the thing is, and I heard this term recently, which was classify and dismiss. And I was in that boat too where you are really, it's really easy to see someone on the street, um, put them in a box, and then dismiss them. And and move forward from that, and I think from what my point of view was, as soon as that first person took a piece of clothing, it opened up the fact that there's a part of me that that was wrong. You know, I should not classify and dismiss. You know, I, however, I can help someone. I should be able to do so. Maybe it was just that first interaction with someone, moving away from that class, classify and dismiss scenario. That opened my eyes to, oh shit, there's more to it. If I actually just take a step and actually yeah. uh, help someone, you know, and I get a lot out of it as well. I get a lot That's of satisfaction, right. um, out of it. And yeah. so, um, yeah. So I think, I think to be honest, I think it's just been a natural thing. Like we're, you know, so we're so consumed by this. All right. It's, it, it, in this space that we are now here having a discussion, it's probably the first time in 20, what, 22 months that I've had a chance to sit down and think. And actually talk and experience. That's awesome, it. Man. Because simply because, yeah. you know, it, it's just developed and kept developing and kept developing. Um, and as of, you know, this year I've, I, I was at the NRL for four years prior to this and then I was 10 years doing, um, NRL stats before that. So 14 years sort of in football. Um, and then I've come out and moving into this and I'm just doing a little bit of courier work on the side now just to keep my head above water as we, yeah. um, monetize this. But, um, this, it's just grown from something that was, and I suppose, in a really natural sense. Um, and essentially, also, like, we, that expectation thing is huge because there was no expectation on ourselves. There was no expectation on anything. The only expectation we, we had really early was, uh, and this is a really interesting thing, is that for the first 90 days that we had service, <clears throat> every conversation we had with anyone, who we helped, and, you know, you open up conversations as relationships start and you hear people's stories. Everything was premised with if, if you come back, if you're – and I remember speaking to Olga on the way home, uh, you know, just kept eating away at I me. Mean, I said, did every, every conversation start today with if with you? And she goes, yeah. I said, doesn't that tell you something, like how let down everyone is? Um, and, you know, from that point we realised how important we were to, you know, people who don't have a lot, your – Almost becoming a really vital part of their life, even if it's not for the practical means of getting a piece of clothing, um, that they need, but for the conversation and the interaction, yeah. which they don't have. Um, and so that's, you know, how it's developed as well. And I think, you know, I think just, I think everyone, as I'll refer back to the original point, everyone ha- wants to help people and whatever they need a vehicle and something they feel comfortable in, in doing it. And then it just becomes natural. Yeah. Like it's just. It's become part of you. Uh, yeah, from now until yeah. I'm, I'm in a box, right? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to continue to do this work, right? Until you know, physically I can't, and then I'll get driven in. Yeah, right? because I get so much out of it, and also I know, um, you know, those we help and service, um, they get a lot out of seeing me each week seeing what we've been up to, da 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 move forward, da da So, you know, that's, it's, as I said, it's a really natural thing that now has become part of me. It's probably awoken something in me that was dormant because I never had the vehicle or the challenge to actually to go actually do and do it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, that's probably it. As, as I said, we've probably done everything backwards. Um, what lot, do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people have an idea. They go and get um, their registration. They go and do yeah. this. They um, go and do yeah. that. You know, that's a, that's, there's so many barriers and hurdles and all this, and, and monetary um, implications in it all. You know, it can be a two year process. Um, whereas we just started. Yeah. We um, just started doing any hustling and. I just started doing it. Yeah. Um, and then we became valuable to Orange Sky as a partner next to them. Um, and and then, Orange Sky's the laundry. Yes. For,
0: it's part of a Yeah, I went there before just for at least a bit of background. Mm. Um, the way I met actually Chris was. Um, I was on, on Instagram, man. I literally saw Chris' um, um, profile and I saw. well, I have some clothes you I can donate. And I went there by myself to see what it's all about. And I just loved it so much. All the energy, people actually picking up their own clothes and actually good quality clothes and everyone's so happy. And Orange Sky is the laundry as well. They have like those vans where they can actually wash their clothes. They, can they have a shower there yeah, as well? Yeah, so they've
1: developed that yeah. now into a mobile shower van, which yeah. is great because, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, as you said, and I think... What you just said there about, you know, initially when we were taking individual donations and that really early on was the fact that, um, whether you passed on one piece to us or a thousand, you felt part of the pass it on family. Yeah. So a lot of other organizations, they're so big now. There are so many barriers to get in and how do you get in and how do I fit and do whatever? Whereas with us, as I said, you pass on that one piece of clothing and and you can see even if it's not that piece that we publicise through our um, socials and the stories, but you know that your piece has done the same thing. So I think that gives it that little bit of tangible end result, like we said with the um, clothing bins before. Um, And everyone who helps I've got absolutely 100% respect for, but I think on a donor level, I think that leaves you a bit hollow. Okay, here's my piece of clothing into the clothing bin, but I have no idea in the world where that ends up. Like – at what time? At what place? Or whatever. Yeah. So with us, I think the nice thing is people know whether it's their piece or someone else's. It's only a matter of time before it's going to land on someone's back and make yeah. it, and make a difference. And I think that's you know one of our one of our really really important points.
0: Yeah, and if you go, um, back so people can see what you how big this is today how many people you actually helped or how many um, clothes you had before and what you guys have now. So we have like a frame to understand how big those are now.
1: Obviously, we started with just with my clothing. Yep, correct. 200 pieces, um, obviously all male. Um, Yep. We've now 11 pieces distributed on the first night. We... Just kept growing. So after that first night, um, there was another really big, um, service provided by a church that was in the car park there. And I said to the, um, guy at Orange Sky, I said to Brad, I said, mate, we need to be by ourselves. We're really niche. Like we need to be by ourselves. Yeah. We can't be competing with anyone else with clothes. Like that doesn't really provide us with a really great opportunity to interact and also, you know, achieve what we want to achieve. And he said, mate, come up to Martin Place. And at that stage, um, you know, we didn't know a, a lot about the particulars about why um, our service, you know, needs to have certain parameters wrapped around it, be it light, you don't pick clothes in the dark, right? So there's all yeah, these different, you need things. All so, different yeah, yeah so variables, all these different variables. So to, to make it uh, basically the most, um, the best possible experience for everyone involved, for that, you know, there's certain parameters that have to be met and certain, um, key points that have to be ticked off. Um, and so we went up there and it was just fantastic, mate. It was, you know, we moved into doing, I think in the first three months, I think we passed on 600 pieces. Right? And we're like, oh, fuck, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Definitely. We're now doing 600 a week. Wow. 30,000 will do this calendar year. Um, wow. Everything donated up until recently has come from the community. Yeah. So just all through social media, people seeing what we've done. so and, powerful, and, man. And, yeah. I mean, and you know what? And I say, you know, people have um, a lot of different Views on social media and you know, a lot of them are 100% justified, but I think as a tool for a startup, it allows you to start and get reach really quickly, which you could never do before. You had all these things you would have to do to start up to make a business. And then all of a sudden you'd have to pay for marketing as well. And now social media allows that, right? It's free. free of charge, right? Yeah. So what it has done is it allowed, it's allowed ideas to see the world. Which previously wouldn't have been because of the, there would have been financial constraints. Yeah. So that, that is for me, one of the greatest ticks of social media. I man, we still don't have a website.
0: Yeah, I noticed because I was like doing my own research to okay. have a bit we, of background we, for the we,
1: research. Uh, yeah. We like, don't, you know, we don't need to. That's the thing, man. Yeah. It's up, it's
0: something, it goes down to need. If you actually need it, you actually also because it's getting so big now, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we did have a social media strategy yeah. to start with, which was, um, which was you know, um, six weeks it took us to get our first um, little bite, and from then it was just um, game on. And then, yeah. um, and then made everyone. And we're still pretty surprised about it, to be frank. Because me and Olly, when we first went out the first night, we thought, okay, well, we're going to be doing this by ourselves. Like this is a little side <laughs> thing we'll be doing by ourselves. We had yeah. no idea that you know we'd be talking in tens of thousands of pieces. We'd be talking in with. Um, businesses coming on board <clears> and providing their services to us free of They're charge happy, in yeah. partnership and whatever else. Like, That's amazing. um, the media we've received, you know, and, the yeah, support, like, 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 we just look around and go, how did this happen? Like, you know, like, it's just, and, you know, back to your point, I suppose we were discussing before. You're only podcast. two years, isn't it? Uh, almost two years. Right? <clears throat> almost two years. Yeah. We're a week or a year in Gosford next week, which is, um, which is really big because, uh, we started, in a place that had no one there, like there was no homeless space there. But I really pushed for the space because it it fit our main square sort of thing. It was with the homeless thing, mate, and if if we're going to get a result in the end, and and the result is, you know, first and foremost, is one less person being homeless each night, and that becomes two, and then that becomes three, right, and that becomes Mm -hmm. four. That all can't come from (laughs) our end. That has to come from people seeing what we do and doing whatever and asking questions and then sort of saying enough's enough mm-hmm. from their end yeah because you know we when we go through Martin Place and we're there you know we see people and, and you can see people reach for the phone turn the headphones on go to the direct stare through because it's a really uncomfortable space seeing I think seeing another person in need and really not knowing how they can help yeah we're um, so
0: disconnected yeah
1: um, yeah and you know, so <laughs> in that regard um, we want to make it really awkward. We, we want to confront, you know, to confront people to see that, you know, we are helping people, that, and that, that's not the big deal, but to people to see that uh, there are people out there who need this help, you know, if if we can backtrack and take one person off the street and then provide them with housing so there's stability there, put them through a course, have it a job at the other end, right? Yeah. One, and then two, and then three, and you just chip away. And, you know, from our experience with that is once that starts happening, the snowball comes, Right? Yeah. And then you can start really doing stuff. And, you know, in the future, you know, going forward, that's one of our plans, putting that structure in place where we've got an outreach service um, uh, and we move people into a transitional housing model that we partner up with. Oh, so that's pretty really cool. Yeah, so we partner with <coughs> – we obviously build relationships on the street. Um, after a certain amount of time of establishing that relationship, we say to someone, okay come in for a meeting or an interview and we see if we can come to an agreement on, okay, we're going to push – are you comfortable coming to this transitional housing spot? And what comes along with that is some education about how to have housing again because one of the dramas on the street is you go from a house here where you turn the lights on every day, where you pay your bills, you do this, that and the other. When you do it every day, you don't realise there's a discipline to it. When you go on the street and live second to second, it's completely different. So – a lot of people who go back then into housing after that end up back on the street because that's where they feel comfortable. Yeah, I learned that at the union. We talked about it a lot
0: because they saw usage with their habits in the street, and then go back to your normal life here and yeah, having a house,
1: a place. And then, then what do I do now? Yeah, because they've lost that. So, um, actual condition again. Yeah, so you have to reteach them. <coughs> and I think reteaching them, reteaching <coughs> someone that, a person that, while also supporting them with like an education. Um, course that they're interested in into a job. Yeah, there's always got to be an outcome. I mean, how many? You know, God bless them. How many? You know, uni students are out there now with law degrees who can't get a job or this degree and can't yeah, get a job. Definitely. So the model going forward in in life in general, you know, really, in, in it's just off topic thing is you should got to cap whatever courses you have to what jobs are out there. Yeah, because otherwise you're getting highly talented people without the opportunity to to practice their talent. Yeah. And and so you you really need to stem that on the way in. Yeah. Yeah, before, you know, you end up, I'm four years down the track and I've got this massive hex debt. Yeah, that's a a big issue. And I've got no way of repaying it. (coughs) And and I've got a thousand other people going for that one entry level position job because of that. Like that that conversation needs to happen four years before we go into the uni. Like, you know, know, I'm a really practical sort of cat, so I, I just look at that and go, well, you know, all, this, all these people's talent is in reality, say 50, 60, 70, 80% of them could be redirected into something else if they'd had that conversation and opportunity to choose something because they'd have the numbers put in front of them about the outcome of doing this course. You're against 10,000 other people. There's only 1,000 jobs. So you're one in 100. Yeah. Or 1,000, whatever it is. So it's. um.
0: And I remember um, <clears> the <throat> second time I went there to Martin place to donate some of my clothing, I was asking about their. Because you mentioned that the amount of uh, homeless people actually increasing. What's the big issue here? What's, uh, do they have enough space to provide housing for them or what's the biggest issue? I think. <coughs> from your perspective, of course.
1: We've gone from passing on probably 5% of our clothing to women. Yeah. To now being close to 40. <coughs> like that's fucked. Yeah. That's fucked. You know, women shouldn't be on the street like yeah, women should not be on the street, you know. That's and that's just, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That, that's just, you know, that's really heartbreaking for us. Like, although we, you know, provide the service and do whatever, there was a there was a a week the other week where we actually, I you know, I did the data after each night. Come back, do it, do it, do it. I looked at this number. I went, shit, Olgi, you know, passed on a heap of clothes tonight. I did the breakdown. I went. Holy shit. And then I look back at day one and I went, ooh, that's not good. You know, like, there are more women. Well, it's for us, yeah, great, because we're providing a service they're comfortable coming to. Yeah. and And comfortable, um, being involved with and they feel safe and that's great. But the fact that they're, they're on the street, um, vulnerable, yeah, um, it's in whatever, sad yeah, them. in whatever situation, yeah, um, and you know the numbers tell you the story that there are more women out there, and um, and that's tough as well. But I think if we go back to your, um, your original, what's what is the big issue out there now? I I think what everyone misses a little bit is we're all making decisions from the fifteenth floor and expecting people at the ground level to. Um, respond to them, act on them and whatever else, uh, you know, our experience is the best decisions are made from down on the ground because, we, you know, every week we hear stuff about pain points through a system about, oh, I went here and I got this result and I got this result and I got this result. And, you know, that, that they sort of roll over in my mind and I think about, you know, how could we do it better? How could we solve this problem and whatever else? And, you know, the real thing that I would, Say to anyone in the space, you know, of the welfare or um, human services or, <coughs> excuse me, or whatever, is road test your idea on the ground with the people who you're trying to provo- promote that idea to. Um, because in the end, when you're living on the street, you can obviously always go the two fingers salute and go, I'll stay here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, that's not going to solve your problem. Yeah, definitely. So you have to work with these, with these people who are on the street, who are marginalized, who are choosing or who are forced to be there now. And everyone's got a different story, but you, you could probably tie up a little bit of the issues. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of people's issues come from family, come from this, you know, broad range of, of issues, but I, I would anticipate 90 plus percent, uh, if you like, uh, if done, if a system set up properly are redirectable, because in the end, people do want the opportunity to get back on their feet. Yeah, yeah. But we have to make that um, accessible and humane to, to do that. Yeah. You know, um, and... Uh, it's it's a really huge huge problem because everyone's different and everyone's whatever else, uh, everyone's got their own circumstance and this that and the other. But again, if there's a, a few key things, it's <coughs> excuse me, housing. <coughs> everyone's got their own community, so we see a little bit of crossover now between Woolamaloo and Martin mm-hmm. Place, which is a seven-minute walk. Yeah, right. But some people won't leave. So they want to leave that area. They, they've created their own little yeah. community and their own little space down there. And there are services that provide X, Y, Z, and they can make do. And they're, you know, much like us, they're in their routine every day and they're comfortable and they get by. And so to extract them from, you know, because of obviously to land on the street, you've come from some circumstances that aren't great and they've just found that stability in that space. So it's very difficult then to uproot them, even if you're saying I don't provide you housing. Because yeah. all of a sudden they've found their community again, yeah. at, at some level, and then, on the street, there's very few people who are just loners. Like, it, at, at some framework, there's little, there's little try, like little groups who will watch out for each other, or. You know, you go off and do your own thing. Yeah, they have they'll... their friends or... <laughs> Correct. Everyone's yeah. got their friends, got their little group. They'll all meet back at one of the services at night, even if they go off and do other things. But they've got that connection there and that community. You really trust. Um, and so a lot of times you say, I'll provide you housing in this suburb, XYZ. And our first thought is always, okay, I need a roof. Yeah. But it's not their first thought. Their first thought is, I'm leaving my community.
0: That's that's very interesting. So yeah, it's it's really difficult. So for one of my things, human needs, yeah, and it's it's just going back to because you said that, um, about the need of having a community, mm. and I remember when I was um, working in Pitt Street for a whole two weeks before Christmas, and I met this homeless guy. His name is um, Leonardo, and I remember him surrounded by all this food because people in Christians are so given, right? And this around surrounded all this food that people were giving to him. And he was, oh, thank you, thank you. And then, like, he's just accumulating all this food around him. And um, I was getting to know him and everything. And I remember when we were having a chat for the, maybe in the third day um, when I met him. And then I remember this sentence that he told me that I'll never forget. He was saying that, I just miss decent conversations with decent people. And it really touched me because i think we all think that all, the only thing that he needs might might be a coffee or it might be a sandwich or some food but i think it goes back to what you said the core you know values of human needs community have someone to talk about have someone to hear hear their stories and their struggles rather than just providing them with the, with the fish
1: you know what i mean yeah if, even if i suppose the thing is we know because we've been told helping someone can be as simple as saying hello yeah, I mean because as little as you see that hello is, it, that might be the first hello someone received in twenty four hours. Yeah. So so we often don't see the value of, of these very small gestures. Yeah. That potentially uh, mean the world to someone else. And, and, and extending on that, it's much like the clothing. You know, we've had I, I've there's a couple of times throughout this whole journey that we've been on that I've sat back and it sort of punched me in the face about the impact we have. Um, one time was a lady uh, sometime last year. We had lovely, lovely stuff. We get, you know, a lot of – we get a lot of new stuff, right? So tags on them and that. And, you know, for us, okay, we buy clothes. If you haven't bought clothes for a couple of years or this, that, and the other, to get something new is incredibly powerful. And this lady was crying holding a dress <laughs> and I was like holy shit like yeah you, know, you just stand back and go what the hell what's going on yeah and she said you know I haven't been able to buy a dress in X amount of years and this one's you <laughs> That's and, amazing. and you just sort of go oh shit like how this, did you make you feel man oh mate that that it's two levels it makes me go um that was better than any success I've had in my life like you know, like a usual success. Okay, yeah. you got a job, you got a job promotion, you had some success on the sporting field, and done whatever. Yeah. But after that, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you sit back and you go, "Oh, I just made another human's day." Like actually, this person was genuinely happier than I've ever seen another human being in my life. Yeah. Um, because in my little part of that was to source that dress sort that dress, put it on a hanger and drive out and do our outreach service. Yeah. And who cares about that? Like if I did that a million times, if I got that result every time, you know, so <laughs> um, that, that was one. There was another, there's a, uh, there's a story about Mark who's on um, on our Instagram, who's in a white jacket and we are up at Gosford um, seeing Michael up there do his service and Mark I'd met prior previously when I'd been up there was living on the street and he, he did have some mental issues you know obviously when you're uh, on the street life is up and down you know it's very much swings and roundabouts yeah of course come across, you know and this just off topic we're drinking a beer here you, you, I get told um, the stories and some there are some parts of stories that just hit you like a bit in the face and one of them was the term unopened unopened uh, how was your weekend I asked so. Lawrence, and Lawrence goes, amazing. I, I found two unopens on Friday, which means two unopened bottles of beer. Yeah. It, and so, you know, we're drinking unopened every day yeah. of the, the week. That's our process. But then to see the value of someone actually getting that who can't get that, I just, wow, like that's pretty special. Yeah. And then applying that into the clothing, like into the, something new or something that's the same thing. You've, you're providing something that to someone means so much. You make
0: them feel special, man. Yeah. And whether it's clothing,
1: yeah. it, whether it's hello, like it doesn't matter what the gesture is, but it's the act of the gesture. Um, it, back to Mark. So he's, he's there. He's got some, um, you know, as I said, he, he's got some issues mentally, this, that, and the other, down and up, swings and roundabouts. So life was, he was a bit down when we got there. Um, our photographer was up there, Birdie, who was great. And then she says to him, Oh, why don't you try this on, this shirt and this jacket? Right. And he put the shirt on, we put the jacket on him, he turned around and his face was just glowing, right, like this with pride. And and that hit me in the face and I just went, holy shit. Like, you know, for three, four, five seconds, this guy who most of the community would think is marginalised on the side, you know, not part of us, was yeah. back with us and roaring with pride and he forgot his situation and he was... And, you know, you just saw it and it was like amazing. I just went, oh, shit, like this is – this guy has now been transformed in 15 seconds by having a little bit of attention paid to him yeah. and um, being able to put on something that he didn't have prior to. Yeah. And, and, and you know, those sort of impactful stories are what drive you each and every time and yeah. um, and, and, and that's 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 the thing. It's it's a really simple thing we do, and we can never get away from that. And, and we don't want to we don't want to complicate it. Um, I pride myself on being simple.
0: Yeah, that's Simplicity is key to success. Yeah, and being that's good at it. it.
1: Yeah. But, as I said, but in that space, you you don't have to dress up. Um, you don't have to dress up anything you do. Um, and I'll give you an example, we were at a hack for homelessness. Uh, about a year ago we were invited in there and we saw I saw some of the smartest kids I've ever seen right coming up with concepts they gave up their time to do it so much smarter than me coming up with these concepts of digital stuff online um, you know if you find yourself without a bed that night you go online and yeah. you can find yourself and it can direct you somewhere and this that and the other but unfortunately it was 90 percent perfect and, you know it's a fantastic concept but not if you don't have data. Yeah, you need the data
0: first, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you there's know, know they have
1: and, to go. yeah. And if you're at nine o'clock at night, there's no library open. There's not so you how know, they have access. You how do yeah. you access that? So, you know, just that little tidbit sort of kills that idea at the end. Um, and then also the movement that, you know, there was a fantastic, there was a fantastic, it was a really great concept at Insta Shelter, um, where these shelters were built in sort of council areas and, you know, you could direct people to there. Um, but they're in areas. <coughs> that these guys didn't want to go to. Um, and we would all go, yeah, we'll, we'll take the shelter. But these guys would go, no, no, I'm not going to leave my community. This is, I'm happy here. Yeah. So if we move forward from that, the the, the end result has to be community housing within. Community-centred, yeah. Within the area we're in now. now yeah. Now, the idea we've got and I'm happy for anyone to take it from the podcast, just to tell me, is and they do it in New York about how, you know, you've got some social housing and some mixed housing now. In, in our country maybe, in the city especially, because the cost of it, it, it might not um, essentially uh work as a full-time thing. But for me personally, I'd love the government instead of, you know, someone's got a 30-height 30, 30 limit for a developer, give them 32 right? I don't know what you're missing up on the top two. like I don't know what someone else is complaining about up there. Yeah. But they make their cream at the top two and the strata fees feed into paying for the bottom two floors, which is one would be um, or two would be that transitional housing model, which you run, you know, with separate entrances and stuff though, but that are a space where we can train and maybe that training centre involves, so it's a holistic all-in-one so outreach from the street we, we can take people into their four weeks trained, um, back into how to, um, one with, um, a course, but second, you know, with the job on the outside, but secondly, with the living conditions with someone there 24 seven. So if you hit that hurdle of what the fuck am I going to do? This, that and the other, you've got some support there. Yeah. You would only need four weeks. You could, you could roll people through four weeks to, and then, you know, essentially then you've got a you've got a really, you've got a, per, a person back with purpose. In their life, who's now going to contribute in society? Yeah, you, you know, not that they aren't now, but you know, the, the the mental the capacity of most people to see anyone on the street is you're a burden. Using you know using it. so to be able to turn that around, um, in a really practical sense is great, but also in that humane sense, you know, you've stopped the rot. This guy's down there, here, they're here, they're here, in here, but they're not out of their community either. Yeah, right, so. Because you have to keep people in their community while you're doing that, doing that transitioning stuff and that learning yeah. stuff. And then, because they've got the skills to move to 10k away. Yeah, It's only then that they have the skills to yeah, go to 10k away. The first. Yeah, it's foundation. Yeah, build that foundation yeah. where they are. And that's it. And, um, you know, it's, it, I mean, this is going to be like London, I suppose. And, you know, that's one of um, our other things, brother, is, you know, we did London as well. So, I took 150 beanies over there last year when I was over there. Oh, really? And gave like out on the street just opening up conversations. And, um, and now we've, we're, par- I think we're going to send over 300 this year. So, basically, we I got there and I'm a Spurs fan, so I go and watch Tottenham. But, yeah. um, I was passing them on, on the street, which was great. First part about that, and just as a little side note is, as soon as someone sees someone else who they can relate to, so for instance, me, you, um, you, Olga, whatever, speaking to someone who's homeless or um, begging or whatever, yeah, they feel safe to do it. So when I was having conversations with people, giving them beanies, giving them gloves, whatever in London, it would attract other people to come and give them money. To come and give them this because they see
0: it. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's so about like seeing and people more visuals, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, one of us. But also, okay, it,
1: you know, yeah. I must be safe because you know everyone has the preconceptions about if I go over there, what happens if I get hurt? What happens if I get stabbed? What <laughs> if I get that? Yeah, you know, and that's you know, it's uh, understanding. Yeah, uh, yeah, understanding it. But I think it's exposure that will break that down. Yeah, The, uh, the, big, the stigma isn't it? Well, yeah, the stigma, but also your own fear. Yeah. yeah, your own fear because it's the fear of the unknown. And it's also the fear of, of you what understand. is if someone tells me to piss off? Yeah. yeah but that's okay. You've tried. You know, yeah, like fine. you've tried and that's, and that's life. I mean, that's you know, not always going to work out. Um, and then I went, you know, I went down to East London and went down to crisis and the problem I had was it's very, you think it's real easy to see a lot of homeless people because you do. But then it's not easy just to carry 10 beanies out with you every time you go out. And, and true. So I, I got halfway through the trip and I, um, I realised like I still got a hundred odd beanies left, and yeah, you know, because I was sitting at the front door of the apartment the whole time. I was just so I, I do that, so I walk past them every day, just to remind myself there's a job here to do. Yeah. And I walked into this place, and this is again just random bloke walks in, and it was their Christmas party, like, biggest biggest homeless place in the UK. And I walked in and said, "Hey, I got I took a sample down. I said, "Oh, I got like a hundred of on these beanies. I'm Chris from Australia." And they're <laughs> looking at me like you are just the weirdest cat in the world. And I said, <laughs> <coughs> I said. I'd love to give them to you guys we you like them. And then there was some people waiting in a reception area, like it was a really professional spot. I come over and go, can I have one. I said, yeah, of course, man, no worries. And this woman goes, "It's our Christmas party today." Christmas party. It today. was their Christmas party today. Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, all right, I'll be back in like just back up to the. I was in Shoreditch, back up to the house, and I'll um, bring them all down." And you know, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, I never knew um, they were there. I was just trying to solve a problem. I was like, How am I? I've only passed ten on in seven days. I've only got another eight days here. How? Am I? I've got too many. Like, what am I going to do?" So you know, the, another. Beautiful thing about the internet, straight online and where yeah. is it? And it was not far. And so I went in there and they were so wrapped because they said, everyone gets a present today now. And they were hand knitted beanies from who, a lady called Robin Hickey Beatty, who's just a lady who came out of nowhere, who's the beanie queen. So we've got, we've got women now out, I think in homes and, you know, uh, private people. I think they're elderly ladies, I presume, who are knitting hand knitted. Beanies for us with love that we pass on. Like it's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. That's uh, And that's merch, their, man. yeah, that's their part. So we do that every year now to London. We're sending over a couple of hundred for their Christmas party every that's year. That's amazing. We've got a partnership there Yeah, man. yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome, man. Yeah. And that, but you know what? And the thing wasn't you were talking before about I, one of the things I'll say to everyone in the world is just start, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to start. Yeah. You know, like you just, and, and if it doesn't work out, all right, next. Well, you try and you learn something, right? Yeah. Every time you try and you learn something. Yeah. There's no one who's succeeded in life without failing. Yeah. A lot, you know, and, um, it's, and that's the thing. And like, I think one of the things that people have, I don't, you know, this is the down, if to the downside of social, just quietly, is that lack of ability to communicate outside of digital, outside of the three bubbles there to craft a response, right? Yeah. And how to deal with people and that sort of thing. So, um, being able to do that is a real skill, is a real sk- And it's a skill that I think is, one, undervalued, but two, is not nurtured enough now. Like in a lot of, in, you know, in a lot of institutions, I mean, it's the fabric of the society, isn't it, being able to communicate? Yeah. And and that's, you know, essentially that's what we do. You know, clothes are a vehicle for us to have a conversation. You know? It's so true. You know, the clothes are a vehicle to have a conversation. Offering someone... You know, you go into someone offering something, whatever, but it's still the basis of that is the conversation. So it's a pitch of how you offer that to them, whether they, you know, tell you to piss off, or whether they say thank you very much, right? Yeah. That's that's the basis of it. Um, yeah, so it's 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 good, man. I mean, we could take this thing global, but again, but that's the, that's what's no, the main goal? No no no. no, 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 no. The main goal, essentially, essentially, we're at a stage now where, as I was saying with the work thing, I've morphed into this, and we're 20 months in, and we're next stop. On the line is my car's been beaten up, but getting doing this for two years, racks in, racks. I mean, that's a standard thing. Um, yeah. Not that it's a good car anyway, but and I destroy cars. You didn't hear that, the people I <laughs> want the cars from. But um, it's, it's just that we need now – our next steps are, first and foremost, mate, and this is what – it doesn't hold us back, but this is – we always go back to this 100%. First and foremost is who we service. So that gets taken care of every week first is sorting the best possible clothes and you know now we've got a structure in how we do clothes like uh, it's um number of pants number of light tops number of collared shirts Yeah, it's like, everything very structured well there's like a number value to everything so you know it can be and within that number value everything can be different but obviously there's a number value we're not a shop um so that because we know now Week on week, so we did 165 pieces in Woolloomooloo on Monday night, the outdoor. Um, excuse me, 291. Yeah, at Martin Place on the. So that's 450. Um, just here, and then we'll do another 150 up at Gosford uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, but from here, now we have to drag people with us, and one of the hard things about that is, you know, we've just launched a bin product, um, so a clothing bin product. But that's it's, amazing. But it's a yeah, so it's. Um, Custom made, branded for you, but made out of recyclables as well, so sustainable. So everything's covered in that's that, cool, in that regard. Um, and but the difficulty is, and the challenge is, is that's a service that most people haven't seen a value in yet, because yeah. the old model is that you know to go to the bin and I put it there and whatever else. And so part of our, um, not hers, but part of one of our challenges is definitely going to be being able to provide people. And show them the value of being involved with us and then building, um, that community within your workplace to give to us so that, you know, you guys feel the same things that we feel every week and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And so that's, that's the product that's out there now. I think we've got four uh, So we've got three in production and one in installed now. So, um, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is, uh, we need the vehicle because we want to get a vehicle um, co-branded and um, fully wrapped. Yeah, you knew so, that, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know, so it's a crew cab means you've got a tray at the back that's not connected to the car, which makes practical sense so the car stays away from the clothes and yeah. all that sort of thing. Um, and then that fully wrapped will allow us to move into the next thing, which is um, the big thing, I think, and, and you've been involved with it yourself, is, and I suppose it's a question for you, that... Did you change your mentality after coming to that service? Definitely. And saying what you did. And we think there's a real value in that. Yeah, I Uh, think it's really important, especially because, like,
0: come back to um, the human needs that I told this story about the homeless guy. We think that, you know, all they need is just a piece of food and uh, they need some money and that's it. And sometimes we just don't want to give it to them. But going there, you really understand how, like, the pain they go through or the challenges because you get to know them. You create relationships. And really value the things you have. So definitely, it changed me for sure.
1: Um, But I think also it's just we don't see enough. You know, you create your own bubble in life. Yeah, you create your own, and and that's because you do what you do. Yeah, but you create your own bubble. Yeah, which quite often because we're all busy and we're doing this and we're doing a hundred different things, it, it it takes something different to really get you out of it, and. Get you out of it while you're ready to absorb. When you're out of it, so essentially we've got some programs um, coming out probably in the next forty five days, and they're similar, but they're just pitched at two different markets. One is corporately, which is called Recognising Your Privilege, yeah, which is aimed really at the top, at the CEOs and upper executives to drive cultural change within their organisation. So you know we feel there's a real, a, a real need for people. To be hands on. So they'll do a day with us basically from being picked up to going and sorting the clothes for the night. Yeah. yeah, To going and doing a collab social, social media, having a meal together, um, briefed on the, on your job for the night. And then you land at service and then you're actually as a CEO or another executive actually hearing stories and actually interacting and engaging. And, And we think that's a, it's a real need. Um, you know, there's plenty of other, um, things that people do just in a raise money sense but we're always about lived experience you know there's only so much you can do raise money give it to you but then what happens yeah whereas we we really feel that everything we've grown with and we've um personally grown with and our own mindset has changed dramatically about humanity and whatever else being that space you know that can be replicated and that's going to be part of the solution is that getting people to go? Okay, you know what, my perception of homelessness has completely changed. Now we're going to do something now internally to help or to do thing on a you know a different tip to what we're doing. But you know, open that conversation to say, right, I now see a name and a face to what this is. It's not yeah. just a term. Yeah. And now we're going to change the whole thing. And and so open up that. And then the other one is for say, well, there's a there'll be a seventeen or eighteen year old one for um school kids. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. we we think, you know, and especially those, I think, you know, at selective schools and etc. that, you know, they live in real nice bubbles. And, I mate, I was the same. I went to one. Um, you don't have the opportunity to go and land somewhere like that. You're actually probably protected from that a lot of the time. So to do that in a really safe, constructive environment, we think is going to be a, a really big thing. Um, we've got actually now a – a uh, 13-year-old boy from Riverview College who's doing a Man for Others program. He's doing his 10 hours with us, um, and he's loving it. He wants to come outside of it. Like he he, yeah. he, he thinks it's great. To, um, and that's that's great from our point of view, just exposing that. Um, and the other thing is like young kids uh, in the sporting organisations who are coming out at 18-year-old superstars and earning a couple of hundred thousand dollars, and just we want them to take a breath and see that.
0: The other side of it. Yeah? The other side of it. Perspective. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's cool. I noticed as well, like, when I was watching the uh, the video when I was doing my research about your organization, you yep. went to – I was channel, – Channel 9, or was there covering with you and the boys from um, – from Oh, the, Jackson? Yeah, 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 you have all the boys over there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. How
0: was the experience, man? How did you get in touch with them to Mate, bring them again, down there?
1: No, no, they reached out. Everything ha- – um, as I said, it's pretty organic. Like, I – yeah – we reached out. We re- I'll reach out to anyone, and especially coming from the rugby league, right, you know, they um, they have a history and a continued history of, you know, someone messes up, does something. And I can imagine it's a pretty lonely place Yeah, when the world's against you and everyone's this, that, and the other, right? So one of the things I'll always do is I'll reach out on social media and say, listen, you know, we don't really care what's happened. You know, because two sides of a story, but, you know, it, essentially it's not about what's happened. It's about... Let's look after you know, and there's mental health issues around all that as well. Let's look after you as a person first and foremost. Come here and get what we get out of it, right? Yeah. And as I said, no one's left that service and gone. You know what? That that wasn't good. You know, I have I have yeah, I haven't enjoyed that, or I haven't taken away something that's made me change my perception, or whether that's about what's important to me, or whether that's you know a human thing. Um, and so we reached out to him, and then. Mate, again, social media. So he was great, mate. You know what? It's one of the things that uh, – here are some other things that I'm super proud of. He he brought a footy out of the back of the car. And the next thing you know, I've got, you know, superstar footballers passing the ball around with homeless people, with disadvantaged people, with people from other services in that little in that little circle. And I, and I just took the vision. I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Like all of a sudden, no one cares where anyone's from. We're just passing the footy around like, mate. Just like, playing, yeah, yeah. Just playing, all right? And then some uh, guy from Fox picked that up and wrote a story and then Channel 9 picked it up from that. That's amazing. Um, and so that's that's the way it's happened. And then the project, that they did this stuff on us, the Daily Mail. Um, Sam, a journalist, walked through our service and just went, what's going on here? And we just explained it to her and she wrote a piece and then they picked it up from that. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's just how it all does. Like, as I said, I think that service um, – and that interaction, and, and you've had it there, and you know we've had the, you know we had the issue with the lady who was blowing up about the camera and stuff. Yeah, and I remember then, that. And then in the end, she was more than happy to take a photo. So, with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, you managed that very well, mate. Oh very no, well. no, but uh, all it needs is communication. Yeah, communication. It just, all it needs is communication, and then she's more than happy. And you know, because you know, it it it's a space where you know you're dealing with people who. You know, they're on the street, living on the street. They don't want to be exposed. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things they want to be exposed, but essentially also, you know, you're under duress. You know, like you don't know where your next meal is coming from. You don't know where you're sleeping. You don't, you know, there's actually, there's nothing stable in your life to hang on to. Um, And so you understand that people can quite often be, um, they can quite often be, Emotive and quite, and and quite, uh, and you know, sort of lash out at you and stuff. And that's, that's been part of it. And you know, that's been a great skill for us to learn is that conflict resolution and being able to, um, adjust and cater to a really broad range of needs and make it work. Yeah. And that's been one of the sort of, I suppose, success stories is that, you know, we've, right now, we have people who have self assigned their jobs. You know, we've got two clothing racks, clothes on them and that big plastic bucket in the middle. And it's just self-administered. All the all the coat hangers are put back into the – you know, there's that system now is just self-administered. People come and help to um, get everything out of the car. They help. It. So they they're almost taken ownership of our service. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah, definitely. You know, no one knows – come back to this nice house or, you know, whatever, but out there we're all equal. I, I don't give a fuck. Like, you need a jumper, I'll give you a jumper. You give me this – you know, that's, that's my role and that's um, – and it sort of doesn't matter where we come back to. For me, it's all about that hour. Like, one of our premises is, and you know, we come around the corner with Olgie and she could be tired and whatever, and I, yeah. look, at, I look at her and go, you ready? <laughs> like, and, she, oh, fuck. And, and, she, and she's, she's that, you know, I'm that upbeat sort of fucking like lunatic, and she's like, oh, here we go again. Like, fuck, he's off. Um, and I say, are you ready? <laughs> fuck, come on. Are you ready? And, you know, we're coming in and I'm going, like, this. I'm not going to pull up unless you're ready. Like, oh, fuck, I'm ready. Because I'm like, look, we have to be the best hour of the day here today. And if you see yeah. some, of, if you see some of the other services there, tell you where they get it wrong. They put bodies in there. Yeah, they don't yeah. put people. They, they put bodies. They put bodies in there. Yeah, right. We're, yeah. We're, we're not, we where when we develop this, we're going to franchise it. So we go to Melbourne, right? And, and our job interview is you come on the onto the um, to the pub with us for the day. We get fucking blind. And if you can handle us, you're a chance of handling that shit out there because there's no job interview that could you know, put you in there with someone's smelling a piss or someone's high on fucking ice or someone's that. You have to be a person that can handle all different experiences, right? Yeah. Um, so there's no there's no resume that's going to tell you that. That's a lived experience where you go out with someone and if someone can handle me and Nick, you know, they're a chance of fucking handling it. <laughs> you know, and that's what our premise is. You know, our, our service is a fucking party. People just swarm to it. It's upbeat. There's, there's energy. And, you know, like you can tell that, people want to come to us and talk and do that thing and the other thing is um, is to have to repeat your shit story about why you're on the fucking street to a different face at every service when you need that thing is 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 subliminally affecting your mental health with us you repeat it once We've moved on. How are you this week? We never go back to it. So every week I'm there. If I, even if I spend one minute with you, we've moved forward from last week. There's another and the other thing, mate. And this is what we learn. This is what we do everything really slowly. Is the branding? If you're walking through Martin Place, you know exactly who needs help and who doesn't. There's a you know there's a shame factor in there, which yeah. you, you dealt with, right? Yeah. With us, you don't know what the fuck's going on. There's everyone's civvies, right? Everything. So when we do our branding, the only. Because you create
0: separation, isn't it?
1: Well, no, it was separate. No, no, but what I'm saying is no one knows whose fucking car it is, right? Yeah. No one knows, um, who's giving the clothes out, who's doing, who's doing that, because we're not in these fucking bright shirts that's saying, I'm helping you. Yeah. So that's for the person walking past. They're appealing to the corporates when they do that. Look at us, look at us, look at us. I'm basically saying, I'm with you. I'm not here to help you. I'm, I'm with you constructively. I'm not telling everyone that everyone could think I'm homeless because yeah. whatever I'm. So the only, only thing we've got is we wear collared shirts and when we get our, our um, branding done, the, the only thing will be a love heart there, really subtle. And then the branding will be under the neck. And so when we service, we put the fucking thing up and then we flip it down. That's so. really, really interesting, man. Yeah, so that we've been really cautious of the fact yeah. of that shame thing. And as I said, we don't want to go to pull a gate. We've done everything backwards, you know, everything backwards. Um, but we think we're in a really good position now going forward because we understand that space beautifully now. You know, anything that's branded is look at me. Now, we might have the car there, right? That's fine because no one knows as soon as someone gets out of the car, whatever happens after that. But when we're in that service you don't know who the fuck's homeless, who the fuck's this, who the fuck's that because everyone's got clothes in their hands, it's a fucking zoo. It's a, yeah. So we want to make sure that we are looking after people's dignity when they're up there.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's a really big thing. And that sort of come to us, you know, just in speaking to people, speaking to people, oh, I don't want to be seen, I don't want to You know, So we start applying it to, you know, you need to customise, you need to brand yourself but how to make it always for us, and this is a real thing that we always go back to, is it going to help us with the people we're helping? Not is it going to help us corporately, because I'll I'll sell whatever I have to sell corporately based on as long as I'm helping the people here, first and foremost. So if, if, if a corporate doesn't understand and goes, oh, I need to brand you, I say, well, you're not for us. Yeah. I'll walk yeah. away from you. I don't need you. Goodbye. There'll yeah. be, there'll be someone else. I'm, I'm that confident, mate. Storage King. I've never met the master franchiser. i was tell me a beer up there. I rang him. He said, I saw you on TV last night. What do you want? I said, man, I meant storage space. Otherwise my wife, she's going to fuck me off. He goes, mate, wherever you set up, I'll give you whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. I've never met him. That's the conversation. So they give us 10 grand at each space. So it's about 20 grand a year at the moment. Free storage. That's amazing. I just, I've never met him. Um, and like that's, that's the way this thing goes is that they, and again, we're really cautious on. We'll only have people who can, in the end, help what we do there. That's yeah. that's our focus. And, and if not, we walk away because there's someone else who's a better fit. We're not. And, and go if back to my thing. How we've started backwards, charities and all that. They want that big. Okay, they two hundred grand to run all this thing. We're trying to build a sustainable business. So the bins, there's an ongoing subscription for us to service them and pick them up. There's the talks and whatever else. And then after all that, you know, after two years, you've got a sustainable business. Then we might start taking money. But with, without that sustainable business, at the end of six months, you're going, fuck, I need 200K. And then you've got to sell your soul to get that 200K.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? So, But if you've got that sustainable business humming along there, right, yeah. chugging along, that's covering everything, then you're able to go out really discerningly and go, how can I help? And how and there's nothing better because every charity generally walks out with, um, please. You know, for me, that's what charity means now. I, I see this hand and it's about giving and taking. And, and for us, it's about, no, 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 no. Give, give, give. No, no, mutual. I, I explain to you why you're going to, you know, why we're going to provide this service to you or this bin or why we're going to collaborate and why you've got value in this. Um, but there's no just. Oh, I'll take this and I'll run, and then I'll you know I'll tell you after what what yeah. happens. But, you know because that's fucked, and th- and that causes a lot of problem for all those charities. Yeah. Uh, and the chuggers don't never be a chugger. Never don't, you know it's the people who work for say the things and they approach people at the, yeah yeah never they're killing their own brand doing that. So you shouldn't be involved with that. No,
0: can never. You know, no, no, because that's what
1: I'm saying. I, I yeah. think that that's insane to me. And it's just such
0: a can you even imagine having a job like that one? not even the job, but what about the brand? Yeah, they're
1: only getting yeah. twenty cents in the dollar. but what are they doing to their brand when then they go out and do all these other activities where they want community support and all the community remembers yeah well, he wouldn't leave me Gave alone. me some money. yeah like that's and that's so that's what we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be tough early to change this fabric of the mentality, but we think once we do that and then the snowball effect is, you know, Next week, we're going to start, you're going to start seeing more bins through our social media out there. And That's awesome. And bro. it's going to be the sheep mentality, man. Well, the other thing is, mate, you know, you get an Instagram frame. Yeah. So it's user generated content. So everyone who drops something in the bin gets the frame, they tag us. So we're getting their content done for us. 100%. So, so they're scaling out our thing. So we're sort of, as I said, we've been really cautious um, on just doing it properly. And and you'll be lucky enough that, you know, we can just do that chugging along, chugging along, chugging along. I mean, there's a, there's a stage in the end where I I hope the transition goes ahead of the time before I start going, fuck, I've got no money. (laughs) But, you know, but, um, you know, we're in a spot now where, where I think, you know, by the end of the year, if I have, if I have, if I, I mean, we're selling them for $879. Plus GST first up, and then six twenty two after. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not an incidental cost. It's not much, but you still have to sell the fact that that's more than I would have paid by doing it for free, and why that actually is a cost. So, um, but we think we think uh, we. Yeah, you know, I'm very confident being able to do it, but you know, the only drama is going to be the backlash because we blow up the whole. Uh, why won't you? Why can't we do it for free? Well, those clothes don't go there. Just, yeah, you know, and then all those all those fucking bin providers just fucking arc up at us and just go. Yeah, you've just smashed our model. Um, but again, I mean, it's just disruption. I hate the word, but I mean, it's just it's just evolution. You know, people see what we do, right? See what we do. See what we do, and then we'll put up a post that just says twenty k. And and then it's like once that happens, right? But we hit ten thousand on the fucking twenty third of January. It's only July. We're now at 24 plus, like, but each time you grow, so you'll get, move up and you'll do another person, right? And you'll start getting noticed. You'll get another person. You'll do slightly higher profit persons. And the other thing will be the downloads. You'll realize what you thought was great. The market didn't. And uh, mate, with me with, social, with me with social media, mate, I'm out there and I think, Oh, I've nailed this one, right? I think yeah. I've, I've nailed this one. No, no engagement. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. And then I'll put up something that takes me two seconds, right? Because I, I have to pump something out you got something in your mind, bang, okay, put this out. Not a lot of thought uh, or whatever, you know, still good, and it flies. And you go, well, why don't I spend an hour on that last one and like craft yeah. something, right? And this thing that took two minutes. Um, and then the other thing, I suppose, is my learnings from all this, brother, is slightly, and this is what I don't do yet, but I want to, is slightly tailor your, and can I give you some advice for this thing? 100%. Okay. This, I is, what I, this is what I would do. First thing I think, you know what, you came up with a pain point before, which was, it's just voice. Yeah. So what's the other offering?
0: Well, the, after I mastered a little bit more of this, I of a yeah. video and, you know, maybe start doing the YouTube channels and then, you know, going further. So
1: what's practically, in your sense, can you go like a little switch camera here to give it both? Like, have a look at it. Yeah. Because what I'm thinking that one, um, is this, this... In the end, will be live. Def, yeah, no, no, this will be end to be live, right? Yeah, this will be live. Yeah. this is where it's going to go. True, very good um, point. And, and because, because of, and the reason you go live is because this can be edgy. This can, y- y- this can be what's and all. And in the end, everyone wants to fly on the wall. Forget barriers. Disruption now is about barriers being broken down and exposing everything. That's what – transparency is everything. So for us today, right, the photo we get at the end should be this table.
0: Definitely. Right,
1: with the empty beers there. A hundred percent. Because that is, tells the story of this. So at the moment, yeah, you've got people um, listening to these things, right? But um, And I think you do a photo, don't you, with, a, with them all? Co- uh, it depends, but I, I'm definitely no, doing no, no, a photo. No, no, thing. no. no, 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 no but what I'm saying, is you have to accompany that, right? Because yeah. Because – then you're guiding people to tell the story you want to tell. Yeah. Otherwise, people listen, right? And you know what fucking people's imaginations like? How many times have you in your life had a thought, heard something, walked and saw it in your own eyes and went, fuck, that's completely different? Yeah. So at the moment, you're letting whatever happens here orally be interpreted and the vision created. Yeah, crew. That you don't have control of. Very true. Right? So, so what I'm just, I'm just you saying, can expand them more. Yeah, well, those, no, no, but yeah. what you're doing now is giving a snapshot. And you're going, oh fuck, these two cats sounded loose. But again, and the other thing is, you want to be in a spot where it's just two dudes fucking chatting over a fucking six pack. Yeah, and, and everyone going, oh fuck, we did that. Yeah, you know, like, so it's about relatability. So yeah. You, straight away, people might not know about your, and this is where it comes in. People have different ways of being engaged. Some people, it's because of you, it's you, your friends. Some people, it's the podcast, the orally. Other people will be the vision first that drags them in. Yeah. And at the moment, you don't have that vision dragging the vision people in. Yeah. So you, you want the whole of them. You want to be an octopus. Yeah. Uh, someone who drinks beer, you want to come from over here. Someone who listens to stuff over here. Someone. Okay. Yeah, it
0: does make a lot of sense. But, definitely. Mate, uh, no, simplicity.
1: Right? Yeah. Okay, so just, and also what we do here. I think what... I said to you, started with a wardrobe call, now we're here. Yep. Okay?
0: All right. Let's take our third one. Third
1: one? Yeah. All right. So what's the... Everyone's done a wardrobe call. What was the question? Sorry. I I said to you, one of our things is, started with a wardrobe call, now we're here. Yeah. All
0: right? Parody. Like the music. Yeah, okay. Everyone's
1: done a wardrobe call. Yeah. So I've put my situation into everyone who faces their wardrobe and opens it up on a daily basis yeah relatable relatable and that that's about remembering passing on clothing as soon as someone opens their cover doors for you same thing um, everyone's in front of a laptop everyone's had a conversation with people but I'm just trying to think of something now for you but I'm just trying to say um, there's got to be some way and it's yeah, sort of like, actually, you know what, you just fucking, I should do this, which is just offset. Writing things so. now? No, no, no. Started with the wardrobe colours, one of my hashtags now. And yeah, now yeah, now we're here. I, I talk about it, but I've never actually engaged it onto socials, yeah, but that's yeah. now. Media. I think
0: it would have you've got to create it some, some, some day, you know what I mean?
1: But that just tells the story, mm. really yeah. simply. You know, I got four pieces on the floor, and that dickhead over passed it on, you know what he did? Yeah. He decided to turn this into a fucking business, right? Straight up. And, you know, with your thing, I see this here, this simple setup and go, ah, oh. so that's all you need. So what people go podcasts, right? People it's they're still very new. You've yeah. got the you've got the professional people right out there in studios. Yeah, definitely. Okay, correct? So you've got to be, for me, the accessible one. So for me, is you no no no, you don't need all that high tech shit. They hear our stuff and go beautiful. and they go, What? So it's just two fucking idiots sitting around with a fucking microphone and a laptop and six beers. That's in $400, man. Yeah. But that's, and that's, that, so you can that, set up one. But that's, that's the key is that don't make, and even most people won't even do anything with it. Right. But they have to think they will. They have to relate to you. Most, cause, and yeah, it, that goes back to action. And you know, there's, there's just two different people in the world. One who do shit and one who make excuses not to. Yeah. A- effort. It's only one word. It's this effort. I'm far from the most talented. I'm far from the most anything. But I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And I just do it. And I don't give a fuck if you're in my way. There'll be some way I look at you and go, right, well, you're in my way. I'm going to work out a way to get you out of my way. and Because you just get on that path. And it's it's the same. That's what's going to set the world apart going forward, man. And you're like, you're on a spot. How old are you now? 25, man. Not old, but you're about to hit... You're about to hit go time. You're about to hit go time. I've hit go time a little late, but... Um, and what do you mean by go time? Well, um, go time is like... You, I, I've started this thing at 42. You started this thing
0: at 25. Yeah, I my... I would say my journey started at 21 when I moved to
1: Australia. When my, yeah. actually my life completely changed. But no, but what I'm saying is... Yeah, by the but, project, yes, 25. Yeah, the project. but Because in the mm-hmm. end... Heaven forbid, I know this is going to sound fucking terrible for you, right? <laughs> we get on. You're going to age like the fucking rest of us. Unless you've got the secret. And If you've got the secret, I'll go in partnership with you. or will sell the secret. So <laughs> no age. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to stay at 25 for the rest of your life. I uh, know. Yeah, man. Because that is true, like the fountain of youth. If you've got it, mate, I'll sell it for you. Yeah. But, um, but we don't have it right. So what my point was is, you know – I was a fucking friction. I was like a, you know, I was a fixer. I got, I, all my, I've never applied for a job for, i am I, I started my business then. I think the last job I applied for was 20 odd years ago. Wow. Like, I don't, that's, I don't apply for jobs. As I said before, I know that I'm not on paper. So you stand behind what you do and you sort problems out. So I get cherry picked and cherry picked and cherry picked. But the other problem is then, I realized this the other day actually, is that, you get things and start them to a point, and then if you're working for someone else, they realise they can do it cheaper because you've set the whole thing up and done it and got it to the point because you've done all the hard yards, and that's fine, and that's that's what I did with the NRL with the sideline injury thing and the concussion thing. So now that's that's their thing; they've done that, um, and I only just started understanding that, and and so it's taken me that long to go, oh fuck, I wish I could have done another year there and transitioned into this. But you know, yeah, I, I, I realise now. I said, no, 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 they've they've you know their organisation they big on budget, they cut 75% out of the operating costs because I've got it to a point where they can do that. So instead of feeling shitty, I go, oh, fuck. could have seen that coming and, you know, transition, but I've only just sort of realised that now. Um, And it's the same thing sort of, you know, with this is i got no choice now. Yeah. This this is my job. That's your purpose. No, 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 it's my job. If I can't commercialise this, I've got to sell the house. Because no, it takes
0: I mean, takes the whole time as well. No, you not
1: know? no, the top. But I'm just saying, like in the end, you're, you you can't live on air. Yeah. So you know, there's a certain amount of time now that I've got to make this viable.
0: That's good because you have you have you have this target that's pushing you because you have I, I've many, got no choice. You have no choice, have which really is no choice. and I don't, So we, we,
1: which means it might speed up the process. Oh yeah, because I have got more time to do it, and I just and it's just necessity, yeah. which is good, but it's, it's also, Oh, I think. You know, it's, 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 good, you know, that you used to, you can say to yourself, I'd love to have started it younger, but I mean, that's just not the real, reality of life. It's circumstance. How, how old are you now, Chris? 44. 44. Almost 45. Circumstance drives you to yeah. a point, and then, and it's that opportunity happens. And you know, if I don't, if Olga doesn't move in, if Olga doesn't do the wardrobe call, right? Maybe I'm still doing football. Maybe I'm still doing, you know, but you're just here. And I, I don't think too much about anything. Like, I just, I, I'm terrible at the fucking back end. Like, We've got a, a legal company doing our fucking charity status for it, and I haven't got back to them for about three months because I'm, I'm too busy doing all this other stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no one's going to give me a million bucks. I'm a realist. Like, uh,
0: Not now. Maybe no, no, not no, now. Not correct, but
1: they're only going to give it to me when my is so strong. Yeah. So I'll work on my story. That, I think the thing, man, you have a real opportunity, 25, mate. You're smart. You're attractive, open doors. All I would say to you is a couple of lessons I learned in life was if you don't ask, you don't get Right. Yeah, and and the other thing is always be willing to walk like there's nothing yeah, there's, so true, there's nothing better when Everybody, you say
0: that it reminds me my first job here was washing dishes at yeah, icebergs oh, for mate. six months yeah. with no English and, mate, look, yeah.
1: at hey, look at you now like, I, yeah. I, I fucking <laughs> mate I, I got with the NRL thing mate, I got nothing to do with I have no idea about medical I'm no fucking doctor Yeah, they just gave me a fucking brief and said fix it you're alright yeah, and uh, it's the other thing I, I never think of. You know, when you, when you started talking about stuff, I was like, uh, it started making me think, oh, fuck, fuck. You know, what, the, what defines success? And, and four of one, you've got to be here. Yeah, um, no, well, never, what does
0: success seen,
1: mean to you? Yeah, what does it mean? success mean to you? Success. success firstly means fucking breathing, because I've never seen anyone, I always say to someone, you can't help where you're born. We all end up burnt or in the ground. Yeah. So it's about the journey, right? But, I, and I've never seen anyone fucking. Come back after the funeral and go. Well, I don't like the other side. So once you once you're gone, right? Yeah. It's either nothing or it's fucking pretty good because no one's jumped back. Yeah. But, I want my family back. No, no one's done that. So there's either fucking absolute heaven over there, or yeah. or hell, or or it's fucking nothing, right? Because as I said, I've never seen anyone come back. So I'm here, and so I got a chance. You know, I got a chance, and that's what I see. So success is one it's fucking waking up. It's like, like fucking breathing, right, firstly. Yeah. Um, and then secondly is, you know, that opportunity thing. Uh, nowadays, there's so much of it, but how can you grab it and how can you action it? Yeah, you then know, and that's, that's life. So what's your big goal with this thing? Because you well, could be...
0: Man, I have no idea. I'm, I'm playing with it, but like I said, the goal is to create more, you know, like here, meaningful connections, meaningful conversations, content... I think and the I mean,
1: thing is... And how do you select? Is the other thing.
0: How do you select? Do well, you I'm, using, I'm coming from a place of curiosity. For example, yourself. Completely random. Met you on Instagram. Loved your work. Yeah. Went there twice to donate clothes.
1: And yeah, then, then idea, I was like... And, then, yep.
0: and I was like, I love your work. I yeah. wanted to promote it. Because yeah. I think what you're doing is amazing. And then... Yeah, I'm just like selecting those people. I think... It's not anyone that I'm just going to bring to have a conversation. But I think... Uh, I have to have a connection with that person. Yeah, yeah. You fine. know? Well, that makes it... I mean, that makes yeah, it... It makes it easier, but I think eventually... Well, the if I hour Sorry,
1: Yeah, The hour, went, sorry, the no, hour it's went fucking quick. It was like for us today, you know, very comfortable and doing whatever. And I think, you know, that would be horrible if you fucking sat here and after five minutes you went, shit, there's 55 to go. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's correct. Right. That's the thing. So, yeah, and I have to do my homework as well. I can just yeah, come, come back here and just like basically throw out information and yeah. I have to know who are you first. So... But eventually, I, th- I see myself as well doing like interviews um, with like big fish, you know what I mean? And yeah, do you have a spreadsheet yet? Uh, I
1: have like a structure
0: with questions and stuff, no, but no, it depends no, 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 on
1: the no, 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 what I mean by Spreadsheet. So. so, here you go. So, you've done 10, 11. Yes, correct. So, in an Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. date, Yeah. interviewer, mm-hmm. time, interviewee, time, right? Notes after, what you thought of it, then after the final um, column is... Uh, social media comment, right? So what did the people think of it, the feedback? Yeah. And then you will be able to discern, okay, so I did this one at nine in the morning. Not okay. You'll be able to fucking come into a fucking window where you, I only do these things between four and six at night because they got my greatest engagement. Day with oh, them.
0: That's, a, that's something I know with the time with the Instagram, but I definitely don't know. No, like... no, no, not,
1: not with posting. No, 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 not with posting. With the whole range of things, like you put, the date, the time you did the interview, the person it was, the topics, yeah. whatever, right? So what's and then getting at the end, you put your notes about how you felt about it, and then you do the social media thing, right? And then you should be able to get over time a sort of condensed thing of that didn't work at that time, not not the posting time. I'm yeah. talking about the actual interview time. Yeah. So it worked with this. Oh, and you know, in your notes you go, okay, we had a couple of beers. I was pretty comfortable. This, that, and the other. And then you see this. This didn't work with this. And you think, okay, how could I have made that work? Yeah. And then, and then, cause what will be is people will be similar. You know, say that girl from last time, you'll meet a similar um, person character wise, different story, similar person character wise. And you'll go, oh, back to my notes. If we did it this time and I think I added tea. If I added this. You no, know, so the yeah. beer for us was a, the beer for us. Definitely. Right? no, but it was a breaking of the bread. Yeah. If it was just this, it's a bit clinical. Yeah, it's a bit
0: definitely. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the person, definitely. But I think, I, I, yeah, I think so that viewers I'm, a great idea. No, but that's
1: what but all I'm saying is, you might be able to then cast and go, okay, this guy's like Chris, so we're going to do this after work. We're going to have, yeah, okay. So you can actually yeah. just start pigeoning people into your time. So just, um, it structures your interviewee, the time of your interview, and what props you need. Yeah, that, okay, and to get the best result for content. Um, and, and so that's what I'm saying about the spreadsheet. So it's it's not like a, a spreadsheet with Definitely. times, names, but it's just a thing for you to refer back to. It's a journal, isn't it? It's journal. a journal. It's a journal. journal it's everything right down. Yeah,
0: that's it, that's really it,
1: good. But in Excel, it just allows you to go that that, and you can put the columns of um, number of likes, you know, d- and you can probably set the parameters of it as after a week. Yeah, because you know most engagements in that first week. Whoever comes after that's probably True. found someone else. So you can just set your parameters. And then you'll see what's successful. Yeah. Because in your first 50, as you said, you're just ducks and drakes, right? Yeah. But how do you quantify it? So unless you have that journal, you're working off memory. Yeah. Going back and doing that. So for that, for that, that's our data set. So I go back and I can look at how many women's pieces and how many men's pieces and total pieces that went out. And I've got a notes column next to it. So when we were down, I would say, oh, the other provider was there. Or is this, is this. So uh, there's a reason why the numbers did the numbers. Yeah. There's a reason why the interviews work in whatever sense they work. And that helps you then formulate again. and like keep. a path and pattern, it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and, then, just and, then, finding. And, then, and then you find, okay, well, I don't think this person will work because that one didn't work with this sort of thing. So it'll, then it helps you with your selection process as well. Yeah. Um, and then you also see what the, the market wants. And then you can, okay, so everyone's into this sort of stuff or – this type of person or this type of person resonates better out in the market. So that helps you in the selection. So you're not getting 26 in and still flying blind and go, oh, I've got this person, I think it's good. You refer to your notes and go, oh, it might be a red flag here. Yeah. It might be a red flag yeah, here. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It might be, you know, just too, and so you put That's it off. It's a very good point, You yeah. put it off. Like it's just, because otherwise, you know. You, I'm you, just you, shooting you, everywhere. But at the moment you're at 11. You got yeah. A, you got a chance to backtrack. Yeah. You get to 30 and try and do this. Fuck, good luck, boy. Like, but it's mate. I do my numbers every week, right? And I boom, boom, boom. And I look back and I look through, and we do the monthly averages as well. And so I get a pattern. So I know now exactly how many people. That's what I'm saying. So I now know how many mens to put out, how many womens to put out, the structure of the rack. Mate, at the start we were just fucking putting out anything, right? Yeah, Yeah, of course. But now I have a structured rack. So now when I go to market and say I need these pieces, I don't, I don't do a call out for just. I want everything from everyone. Yeah. I want fucking shorts and I want this size.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I know the sizes of most of the people out there, like between 32 and 40, for instance, right? So if you've got shorts and that, and that helps then direct the people at the wardrobe to find that, oh, yeah, I can fit into that. Don't yeah. I? So it just streams on the thing. That is probably the big thing that you have to do. Is it looks? It looks at data. It's not exciting. So for, yeah. Oh, that's fine. For like, an aesthetic person, like I, have, yourself. Yeah. I have
0: to do this with my money. And the things have become very, like, logistic with money as well. Like, yeah. I've been be able to pay for my unit by myself and other yeah. sort of things. Like, I divide accounts and I yeah. do trackings every week. Yeah. So, it's basically what you're saying. Right. It's exactly what I'm saying. With and that. so, you can have a, like, a big picture, you know, everything that's happening also, very separately. But then also, you,
1: and you also, I would put into there what the person's thing was. And then maybe you can start categorizing, say, um, um you know, whether it was Pass It On Clothing falls into, um, you know, social enterprise and then this falls into sport and then this falls into this. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden you're starting to go, okay, well, we've done a couple of these. Now I need something from this. So it actually drives then your direction yeah. about who you start looking for on Instagram. Yeah. To, to So basically at the end of all of that is the person listening to the content. So. Everything about that is about the person listening to the concert and the value they get from this podcast. A hundred percent. So so, if you provide the same person or the same thing or the same thing, whatever, but this allows you to track it and go, oh, I was going to do this this time, but I've already done – it might be overkill. Yeah. And so then you can start structuring. So basically for what we do, right, with everything, our services now, there's – you know, you talked about the Jackson thing. We try and have – uh, an event once a month so there's something special in a service once a month for us now it's not enough just to provide you clothes so we're either bringing a person like, uh, an identity in um, about <coughs> just for an example this is one of the pain points and this is my simplicity you know, what do you do every morning? every morning? yeah just like every morning We well, get out, yeah, of bed? out of bed? have a shower have a water okay if, uh, you put on fucking fresh undies and fresh socks yeah correct Okay, so out on the street, same thing, right? You want the same thing, but you probably can't get the shower. Yeah. Is there a business that provides you with fresh socks and undies? I haven't seen it. Uh, so we're about to put a bag together because everyone asks us for bags to carry too. So it had to be branded and it had to be sustainable. So that's under the next thing. You know, the sh- And the shopping bag thing just fits with us timing-wise. That they've reduced these plastic ones. We couldn't do I- – I've been asked for bags for a year. And I, I couldn't do plastic because it doesn't fit the sustainability part of our thing. Yeah, of course. And whether And whether that's right or wrong, um, they had to suffer for that because otherwise i get fucking lynched over here. And I couldn't probably continue because I wouldn't have been able to. They're a fucking – people with housing are a fucking um, a very angry lot and they don't understand that a plastic bag helps them so much that they couldn't give a fuck. They just want plastic gone. Yeah. So we've got these things done now. They're getting screen printed. In them will be a care pack. A fucking beanie, a pair of undies, a pair of socks. Um, what else we got going in? And so the bag can be reused to come and collect your clothes from us. And then that we've given you a fucking present and then that'll be a service. And then there'll be another service where we have a, you know, a player there or we have some other person we've brought in to give away their thing that adds value at that end. So every fucking month or every time it's something else. It's something else. And that's driven us. It's kind of like we don't feel comfortable now. Just providing clothing. I know that sounds crazy, right?
0: Oh, but you, you reach that, like, I'd say you're comfortable enough with that, so you just want to reach the next thing. Oh, you how how else can we help? How can you help
1: them more? How else can we help? Yeah. I get them off the street. I put them into our transitional housing. I've already partnered with the Lara Learning Hospitality Group who do the training into jobs. We can actually <laughs> just put them into the thing like seamlessly help, dunk, dunk, dunk. And that model, <coughs> sadly, hasn't been done anywhere in the world. Um, and or at a scale that fucking actually has results. You know, like it just, and and the other part of that is, I think we're lucky that I'm at the age I'm at because I've got so, you know, I've lived long enough in this city and I've grown with a lot of the market leaders now. So I can actually tap on them and go, right, we need to do this. And they, okay, go, okay, sweet, we can do it. And so the actually execution of that idea is now, um, you know, Far more difficult at 25 as a, as a Brazilian here doing his thing, even with the same idea, great idea, just because you haven't had that lived experience at at my age and, and been, uh, through the journey of life, through the journey of life, um, exposed to all these different people and been able to create the relationships. They don't have that resource. That's coming for you though. So I expect once, what am I going to be? Fucking 60 odd, right? So I'm at retirement time when you're at my age, right? (laughs) I'm passing it on to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a pressure that, all right no, no, here. No, so, right, so do your stuff right but yeah that's our legacy I'll pass on but as I said that's the thing right <laughs> and I uh, suppose me I think the value for me with you is you keep doing what you're doing because then I think like I've approached Taron um your boss, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Taryn Moraisfid, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she said, "Great idea, send it through." But I haven't heard anything. But I'll chase, right? But again, keep it's, chasing. That's follow know, up, right? Oh, That's follow
0: up. Yeah, jealous follow up. That's amazing, man. That's like I imagine myself eventually getting her doing this as well because I know she's huge and she'll she'll be very very interesting think, to talk about his story. I, I, I think I
1: suppose the other thing with um, with this is right, you, and that goes back to that um, spreadsheet that I said. Yeah, you've got a criteria people off like you should have about six at any one time who you've spoken to who you sort of have dropped the first idea and are waiting to execute just to be sure because you know like you should the better ones that keep coming if you do a lackluster one after it, the bar's got to keep going.
0: Yeah, that, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. very good point, man. That's something I, I have to really be careful of. And with. I'm not,
1: I'm not, I'm not specif- specifically saying about the success value. Yeah, no, th- I'm, value. I'm, You're just saying value in general. Uh, the same value in general. So yeah. the story's got to be interesting. And, and, you know, everyone's different, and that's understandable, but there's got to be a certain – and if I apply it to what we do, everyone knows you cannot get the quality of clothing from us for any other providers because they sell it all. Right? Yeah, because there's
0: a thing. Yeah.
1: So so our point of difference is oh you come to us you get to choose whatever the fuck you want and it's it's going to be stuff I can't get anywhere else. Like I, I this is nowhere else you can get it because every other can selling it. So your thing's got to be you're not um and not using strategy. You're not the most professional, you don't have the back end, you don't have this. So what's your point of difference going to be growing? it going to be the content and ensuring that it just keeps going. So someone might come in and listen to number six and then come back in at number nine. Nine has to be better than six. And So it comes from, that's the selection policy. You should have six on the go, and that comes back to that sheet going, okay, I've done 11. These are the fields they've been in. This is how I've categorized them. Okay, I've got six here. Fuck, they don't fit. So it just drives you to go find someone else. Okay, I'm going to put it in. So this becomes a real structure. And then you can, yeah, and then you're taking the audience with you. Yeah. So you're taking them with you, and the randomness is your, is the person you got here. But but again, like for me, after me, um, you know, maybe go someone completely different personality wise. You know, you know what I'm saying? You just keep just keep changing it up, um, because that's going to be the value. Because if you keep coming back, and as I said, that's the sheet. If it goes the same same, and you don't log this. You won't know, but they do. Yeah. You know? Um, so, again, so, some of the words I'd be using when you're promoting the next podcast or this podcast is, oh, we've got this guy from this field and he's different from what we do. And, and, yeah, and getting, it comes out. Hey, right. So, again, yeah. always you're selling, Definitely. your unique way to do this. And, yeah. And this would be – and, again, that's the thing, like, I, I'm going to try and find one for you, which is, um, you know, started with a wardrobe, Carl, now you're here. I'm going to find one for you, which is – yeah. You know, it, and this is just, it's not right, but it's just like, boy from Brazil talks shop You know, like, there's, there's, yeah. Just, yeah, there's just something there yeah. that's, that's, that we can do that everyone goes, oh, it's him. You know, because there's going to yeah. be a point where they can find you and they do this. Definitely. Stuff. Um,
0: yeah, that's amazing, man. Fuck, I got so out, so much out of it, this whole yeah, organization. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm happy to help, but that sheep is a key, and it's a, it's a cunt, because some days you just want to go home and not do it, but the day you're struggling, and you, you come can, back to and you can back, refer yeah. to that, right, as the day you thank me to the day you die because you go, oh, fuck, it gives you guidance. It, that That's almost like your Bible because that just, it just, when you look for someone and go, oh, fuck, who do I go next? Yeah. You refer to your sheet and, that again, oh, that just drives the idea, okay, I don't have anyone here. And then so you start actively seeking them out on Insta. So it, that sheet is your Bible for this thing going forward. Um one on the success and failure of it and two on the how do I go next and which direction do I take? And you know, and I so said, you put those indicators at the end in what your notes were, how you felt, what you got out of it. Then the seven day social media download thing. And that's really easy, tangible number. Yeah. And, and then you'll, you'll start seeing patterns about what goes well and what was. And then that is going to make your life after 40 podcasts. Fucking it. You'll have a system. Yeah. You'll have a system. Okay. We've got them. They're going there. We've got them going there. Much like now we have with the bags. We've got these bags going out at the end of the month. We just had a state of origin promotion where we. That's amazing. You know, so that helps. Um, and then the other thing maybe is to start to look at diary dates of, uh, people in town or events in town. All right. That are happening around the city and someone who's in that space who's on your, list of six. So you've got a relevance factor that's growing you alongside that. So for instance, the football was on last night in Brisbane, or it was on two weeks ago in Sydney, whatever. If you had someone within that space around that time that went out and you can draw on, everyone's mentally been hit by these big media things that you've had nothing to do with, but you're dragging from them. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Just because the origins on, the world cups on, we've got a local guy here about his experiences, what he's thinking about the world cup. And so, then you start to drag an audience that is tuned into the World Cup. Oh, what's this thing that's going off on this side? Su- yeah. yeah. So, you know, like you're growing, you're fucking... I'm taking le- it's leverage. Isn't yeah, it? you leveraging off yeah. them. And that's another thing that you start thinking about.
0: So, before we I um, ask you last question, which yeah. is a very simple one. Where pe- people can reach out for you if they want you... Are you accepting donations now? What they can
1: go to see for their own eyes to reach out to you? Um, individually... We're doing call outs through our socials, but obviously we've moved we're gonna capture most of our donations through that business to business product with the bins. Um, they can come and have a look anytime they want. Where they where they can go. Uh, Martin Place. Um, they're probably best off, I think. Look, our services are pretty intense now. Yeah. Um, they are you know, we arrive and it's it's pretty intense. So um, I think, I think the best thing anyone could do taking from this is the first step would be to the next time they see someone asking for something on the street, whether or not they've got the coins, whether or not to give it, just actually say, sorry buddy, I can't today. Just acknowledge them. Just acknowledge them. That's, that's all you have to do. Um, that's awesome, man. And that's the basis for it. Yeah, just make, yeah, just show them you, you see them there. Show them they're not a rock or a brick on the footpath. You know, you're still part of us and I acknowledge that. Um, and that's sometimes all you have to do. And it helps you as well grow in the fact that you've broken down whatever barrier you already, you just had before and you were unsure about what to do. Yes. It's just, and as soon as we start opening those conversations, the next question will be, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And when, and, and when more of us actually do that, how can I help you question? Yeah. The problem's going to get smaller just by the weight of yeah. numbers. Yeah.
0: So. Why aren't you three things you're most grateful for and why? Uh,
1: for, uh, health. Real health. Health, one. Um, family. Slash partner. Um, yeah. Slash the animals. Like the, the yeah, whole, got, the, you. got the, the pets here. The, <laughs> whole, the whole lot of them. Are in there. Um, and I think the other thing is. Uh, opportunity, you know, and, and with that I, I mean failure, not failure, and just the opportunity that I can, in this day and age, start something as simple as you know, one of our one of our favorite lines is you know, coming from that Drake thing, right? It started at the bottom, now we're here. Our, our adaptation is started with a wardrobe call. Now you know, now we're here. But <laughs> something as simple as that, yeah with the platforms that are out there that allow you to grow it can turn into something like this really quickly and uh, help not only those we help in the community but, you know, broadly everyone can take something from what we do and get involved. And so that's, you know, the opportunity you have by having stability in your housing, in your life. You know, there's no reasons why anyone who can't start or do anything you know, anymore and that's that's one of the greatest things we've got nowadays is that opportunity you know so as long as you're healthy you know and you've got a beautiful family around you and then the opportunity is all down to you then yeah you know that's down to you and your action and um your energy and finding something you're passionate about and let's be honest sometimes you don't even know you're passionate about
0: oh and, you and, just and, got to taste it until more you start yeah, it right? and it. then
1: once you start it then you know that's amazing Mate, thank you. Thank you, brother. It was awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for
0: having me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave a five-star review, including a comment. That will help me massively, and I would be so, so grateful. You guys can find me on Facebook, Facebook page, and YouTube channel as RubensAbril, just like the name of this podcast. And also on my Instagram with the same name, or as Rubens GNA. So it's RubensGNA. You guys can reach me out there and I would love to hear your comments and the feedback. Thank you very much. Until the next episode.